morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Wednesday, 24th day of June, 2020. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Doing Big J things already this morning? I guess. I don't even know what that means, but yeah. Well, I've been saying it for years, so if we don't know what that means, we're in trouble. Well, the problem is that uh, it's a large umbrella. That's the idea, I think, because uh, so I don't how think... How could I not then be doing Big J things? I don't think the world of Big J can be described in two or three words. I believe you need an umbrella because, I mean, what you, it would take too long to say, what have you done? And then you explain how you didn't really do anything. I need you to go to dinner. an umbrella academy that I refuse you to watch. You wouldn't even watch that. You're right. Or I read refuse. it. Now, is it because of the involvement with My Chemical Romance that you refuse yes. to watch it? Or is there I some hate other them so deeply and so much. Really, they're on the list of pants that you absolutely despise. Yes. I mean, I know that they that you're not a fan, but I didn't know. And despise. Why? Oh, it's awful. It's awful music. Oh, is that just, just, just musically you don't? Yeah, like it? yeah. And nearly destroyed this radio station. Uh, and so uh, you won't be watching season two, I imagine. No. And that's okay. I couldn't make it all the way through season one. I gave it the old college try. And it's not like, you know, Gerard pops up in there or anything. It's just uh, I didn't find it as entertaining as I had hoped. Much like uh, Flora's Lava that I watched yesterday. I don't even know what that is. I saw it, you tweet that. It was the number one show on Netflix yesterday, and oh. it was like a game show kind of a thing. Hmm. And the idea is, the well, it's pretty self-explanatory, the floor is lava. So the floor is basically a bunch of of water, right, that's dyed red. And then it's like an obstacle course that they have that a team of three people have to navigate through. It's kind of like an escape room meets an obstacle course. Uh So there's different routes that you can take, but you have to use like different elements in the actual room to get from one side of the room to the other. And it's very hard and it involves jumping and physical activity. And I thought, oh, that might be fun to turn my brain off a little bit and and watch some of that. But then it's, it's clear that like the producers told the people, hey. Talk as much as you can and try to be funny. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're like, and so everybody is like really like doubling down on whatever their personality is, which usually is alpha male. And so it's just like, oh God, it's insufferable. I mean, I got through like the first family, which was a mom and two and her two twins, which was all right. And then they got these three triplets that were all just like bros. And I was like, I'm out. I'm out. I can't do it. I can't. I tried. It's just not that entertaining. The least he tried. I did. I gave it the old college try. So I, my advice, skip Floors Throughout Lava. That's a small, short review for you this morning, but a much longer in-depth review. Search Party is coming up this morning. We have prize packages to give away over the course of the show today and more fun. So it's going to be a solid Wednesday show, but we start with music, as always. Green Day, it's Welcome to Paradise on the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X-Rocks. And Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by DMB Supply. Get $100 off the quiet and lightweight Honda EU220 ITA generator. Whether you need power for a campout or just an extra source of power for your home, come grab a Honda at DMB Supply. Well, Big J, the bars, they are closed here in Ada County. It happened around midnight tonight, and that's it. Game set match courtesy of a spike in COVID 19 cases. All bars shut down around 12.01 this morning in Ada County. And so the question becomes, what's Canyon County up to, you know? Wild West, man. I mean, the fireworks got canceled yesterday in uh, Boise and Meridian. Both of them have officially been shut down. There will be no fireworks this 4th of July. But it appears 
Canyon County is undeterred from all this stuff. They've seen a spike as well, although not nearly as high of a percentage rate as we've seen here in Ada County. But the bars are still open down there, and so a lot of people, specifically certain Ada County residents, are thinking, boy, aren't people just going to drive down to Canyon County and get hammered if they want to? And the answer is, I, I guess they could if they want to. You hope that they wouldn't, but you would hope a lot of things would have happened by now that has And so uh, Southwest District Health has said that while the spike is concerning, the district has zero plans on returning to Stage 3 in Canyon County at all. They also plan on on not closing bars down in the six counties that the district oversees, so they will remain open at least until further notice or until enough people go down there to make the cases spike dramatically down in Canyon County, which is probably the inevitable thing. Yeah, the Middleton fireworks is still a go so far, as I understand. Still happening? Yeah. You might be the only ones that are doing something. But then again, 2C, baby. Go crazy, right? So feel like you're in the Wild West out there? Yeah. Is that how you like it? Yeah. You gonna go to the fireworks? I can't find a holster big enough around my waist. Uh, no. Uh, well, I mean, they're right out the back yard, pretty much, so I don't have to go down there. Just go out my yard. Will you go out in your yard? Sure. Watch the fireworks? Usually do. Lights them off yourself? Question no. mark? Nah. No, that's for the kids. Uh, the Martha Firestone Ford is stepping down as owner of NFL's Detroit Lions with her daughter, uh, Sheila Ford Hamp, to take over as the principal owner and chairman. The 94-year-old Ford has uh, taken over after her husband, William Clay Ford, died six years ago. Hamp has been the Lions' vice chairman. So uh, you can check that out, and they're going to have a brand new fun uh, little ownership, I guess, although it's staying in the family for the Lions. Of course, you would expect that to be with the Ford family. Lucifer is a fairly popular show that was on Fox for a while and then navigated over to Netflix. It will leave uh, for a sixth and final season on Netflix, although uh, for those keeping track, this is the second time that Netflix has renewed Lucifer for a final season. Uh, Lucifer focuses on Tom Ellis as the famous fallen angel, uh, better known as the Lord of Hell, Big J, working uh, with the LAPD to take down Earth's bad guys. So that's, that's the premise for the show that has been on for six seasons. So people, I guess, are watching it despite that ridiculous premise. Uh, it has been, I guess, considered a hit. It wasn't for a little while. And a great show like Bless This Mess gets canceled. That's Uh, hilarious. I can't speak to that. But don't forget, one is an hour-long drama. The other is a comedy. Sitcoms just aren't doing very well right now. Just the way it works, I suppose. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. There's your send new song of the day that is Mushroom Head and seen it all here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yesterday, right around this time, Big J selected a movie to watch for you and give you a review of. That was called Search Party. It is available now on Netflix, and here's Big J with How the Hell It Was. Yeah, uh, let's talk here about the cast first and foremost. A couple former guests in the morning after, Nick, in this uh, uh, movie, TJ Miller. Uh, you've got also Lance Reddick uh, with uh, with a part in here. The, the cast is pretty damn good too. Yeah. JB uh, Smoove from uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm and a couple other sitcoms. Very funny dude. Uh, Thomas Middleditch, uh, Allison Brie, and uh, Adam Pally, who I'm not uh, as familiar with. And it's uh, well, it, you like New Girl. Uh, that's true, but you know, um, 
It's uh, it, it, the movie itself is uh, is, is a comedy. The, the story here is that Thomas Middleditch's character uh, Nardo, which is his nickname, uh, he he uh, he's getting married, and you know he's got some jitters before the marriage. And him and his buddies, best friends, uh, Adam, who plays uh, Evan, and uh, T.J. Miller plays Jason, the incompetent pothead. Uh, boy, that was uh, you know not like uh, typecast or anything. And, and, you know, he's got some reservations about getting married, and unfortunately he shares them uh, with his friends, and, and then T.J. Miller decides, you know what, I need to take action, and ruins the wedding. Yeah. And then what happens uh, after that is is what lays out uh, the movie. And, you know, I'm going to say this first, we'll get to some of the interesting things in here, uh, but, uh, you know... Basically, uh, the wife go well, the wife to be goes on the honeymoon by herself. She's so upset about everything, and um, that's the first problem I have, kind of in the plot wise of this movie. Because why would she go on this thing by herself? She, she would take her one of her bridesmaids or something. She goes by herself, and Nardo he's like, "I'm gonna go get her," which is the right thing to do in this particular case. And this is where you have the obstacle uh, come up, and that is that he uh, gets uh, kind of kidnapped for the most part. Elvis uh, wallet and his clothes. He's ended ends up naked in the middle of Mexico somewhere, and uh, his friends gotta come help him. So there's you have the uh, you know the obstacle that needs to be overcome here. And T.J. Miller and Adam Polly are uh, are the friends who try to get there, and so they have different uh, difficulties in trying to get there to get him. I think at some points of the movie, and you've seen this, Nick, so you yeah. can tell me if I'm wrong or not. The the whole point of the movie kind of gets lost a little bit. Uh, of what's happening but the stuff that happens in between is so damn hilarious like I haven't laughed like this in a long time in certain scenes and then you've got Jason Manzoukas coming in as a character named Hugo <laughs> you just I mean listen if you want a crazy just psychopathic hilarious person in your movie you put in Jason Manzoukas and he'll make it happen you're right he is Rafi and Rafi is Hugo <laughs> and so uh, you've got that and just the, the, the things that that happened i mean some parts i thought okay this is pretty funny but the plot isn't making up for it and then just you get to certain parts of the and i just couldn't help myself i was rolling over laughing so huge win i enjoyed it thoroughly so did the wife she watched with me it's big j approved ladies and gentlemen and you know you're not wrong but i mean a movie like this is, is so not about the plot that i mean the plot is essentially uh you know wedding ruined dude tries to get his his fiance back uh, and in the story or the movie is everything that happens in between and the, the, the issues and the drug dealers and all that other stuff that's involved in the movie that make it at least uh, worth a watch if you want to watch it. But yes, it, it, and, and to me, I, I really do believe it's the cast that makes this movie. I mean, it's not, the, you know, I think a lot of this stuff probably was improv a little bit, but uh, Thomas Middleditch is just a, a perfect kind of like foil for this kind of stuff. Yeah, he's a good straight guy. And, uh, and you know, T.J. Miller and Adam Pauly are fantastic. And so you know, they're, this is not the only, but there's another movie they're in. I can't remember what it's called, but they're all in it together. It's like they decided, it's like an Adam Sandler thing. They all decided to make like a couple of movies together and it all kind of revolves around the same thing where Thomas Middleditch is having some issues and they all rally around around him to help it out and it's usually fun when those people get together but you enjoyed it you laughed it and so did the whole family well at least the wife did she thought it was pretty dang funny yeah it's not a family movie by any stretch of the imagination depends on the family it would be a pretty weird family if you but if you haven't seen this yet it's on netflix i mean go after it big j says search party is worth your time check it out important stuff 
on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff brought to you by DB Supply. Right now at DB Supply, you get $100 off the quiet and lightweight Honda EU2200 ITA generator. Whether you need power for a campout or just an extra source of power for your home, come grab a Honda at DB Supply. Big J, I'm sure you've had a couple of video calls during the pandemic lockdown. Agree or disagree? Yeah. Whether it's for work or to catch up with a friend or whatever. But you may have noticed yourself waving goodbye at the end of each one. If you search on Twitter, you'll find lots of people noticing the same thing. One person wrote, why do I feel compelled to wave at the end of Zoom calls? I never walked out of a meeting room waving, right? Bye. Adios. And so it's a combination of two things. One, people are adapting and adjusting their behaviors accordingly to work with video calls. And two, we're all just craving a little bit more human connection, you know? Laura Dudley is an expert in behavior analysis and body language at Northeastern University, and she says that the personal touch is missing, so we're hungering for some sort of interaction, the friendliness of it all. So we're starting to do things like waving to say goodbye. It just feels a little bit nicer than just clicking off and flipping somebody off and telling them to go pound sand. Plus, on a video call, we're also lacking certain clues that a meeting is over that we'd have in real life, like, you know, people closing notebooks or checking watches. So we have to wave and make up those cues as we go on. And so once you're gone, you're gone. It's abrupt on video calls, so maybe just having that little bit of extra closure before you sign off is a thing. I do this. I don't know why. But at the end of all the video calls we've had, I've waved. <laughs> Hi, bye. See you. Yeah. And uh, I guess I wasn't really uh, cognizant of it happening until I read this very story, and I was like, oh, I guess I do that all the time. Weird. But it just seems nicer. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, you have that visual thing, and you're not in the same room with somebody, so it's like saying, hey, later, bye, so long. Right. Is a thing. And that's why you're doing it, I guess. Major League Baseball issued a 60-game schedule for the season on Tuesday night, which will start on July 23rd or 24th, ending months of back-and-forth rejected proposals between Major League Baseball and the Players Union. Rob Manfred said the schedule, and he was under he was able to do so under a March deal with the union that if it happened, an agreement for the season wasn't able to be reached. With Manfred setting the schedule, Major League Baseball and the union were able to agree on an operations manual and the changes for the season. The designated hitter will be used in the National League, Big J. What do you think about that? More offense? Yeah. And the 10th inning will start with a runner on second base to make the games as short as possible. Boo. You don't like that? I think it's stupid. It's not the game. That's you know what else is stupid? 13, 15 innings. Uh, I know. I to like extra baseball. already a, a very long game. That's I, why Major League Baseball practically barely exists. Well, Major League Baseball uh, not, is not on the top of it is because we have the attention deficit disorder uh, collectively as a society. It but change the fact. Well, no, but it's not because... There, listen, there's not a ton of 15-inning games going on, Big J. Like it or not. Yeah, so it won't be a big deal. Uh, no. Well, what I'm saying is it'll it'll just end anyway. But I get it. They don't want players playing as much as possible. I understand, but it doesn't make it fun. Players will start reporting to resume training on July 1st, and I'm sure things will close down by July 15th. Hey, Rage Against the Machines, Tom Morello has gifted a 10-year-old rocker with his new signature Fender Soul Power Stratocaster guitar. It was a pretty cool thing that he had put together for this young guitar player. Uh, her name is Nandy Bushnell. She posts videos of herself playing drums along two rock hits. She killed it a few weeks back ago when uh, she played Gorilla Radio and the video went viral. And Tom Morello shared the performance on Twitter saying, well, now we're on the right track. And then he surprised her at her home in the UK this week with a video message and the guitar. The guitarist Tom Morello told us about that his own childhood 
was one of those times that it influenced him in his decision to make sure that his music and his lyrics were political. I grew up in a very uh, conservative town in, in Illinois, and the, the politics of my household were, were in stark contrast to the politics of the community around me. That and also being one of the only black kids in an all-white community is very politicizing. You know, ever since then, my twin passions have been playing guitar and political activism. So I try to find you know ways to affect the world around, around me in a way that at the end of the day I can look at myself in the mirror. Morello said in the message, Hey, Nanny, just wanted to let you know this guitar is a gift from me to you because you rock so great. And to see somebody rocking who's so young, it really gives me hope for the future. And she started to cry. It was awesome. And she wants to jam with Tom Morello. Yeah. Uh, Don't we all? So congratulations. Pretty cool thing. Nice to see good stuff happening every once in a while, too. The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Once again, headed to China for today's We're Going to Hell story, Big J. Boy, it's been, uh, it's been a lot of days in a row. Yeah, too. It's like four, Florida Junior. Once again, headed to a hospital in China as well for today's story. Oh, God. And it's a good reminder, I suppose, if you needed one, that going to the bathroom is important, Big J. Yeah. You need to do it. And uh, maybe, just maybe, you shouldn't get completely and totally blackout drunk as that might prevent you from doing those things. Sometimes you think that your body just, like, lets go when you sleep. And, like, if you're super... Generally, that's the case for most people. Bad shape. Have you ever wet yourself because of being passed out? Oh, man, all the time. Big J, that's not good. Nah, I'm just kidding. I don't... Maybe, I don't know. I don't get blackout drunk very often. Well, take it back to your blackout drunk days. Did you have you? Did you ever go to the bathroom all over yourself? No. I knew you threw up all over yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's where it came out. <laughs> you do know that those are two different. Well, parts you of your think body, that, right? but you know, you weren't there. You didn't see what was coming out. Are you telling me you're urinating out of your mouth and pooping? Wow. That might be our we're going to hell story. I might cancel what's going on here. No, please continue. But an incident that kind of redefines what it means to sleep it off, a Chinese man's bladder actually burst Ow! when he unknowingly held in his pee for 18 hours because he was so blackout drunk he didn't realize it. The 40-year-old man identified only as Mr. Who reportedly fell asleep. Probably more accurately passed out, though, you know? Yes. He, uh, he had 10 bottles of beer during a heavy drinking session the night prior. And he didn't heed nature's call once during it, and then passed out without going to the bathroom. That's where they came up with the number Listen, 18 hours. Props to this guy for not breaking the seal. No! You understand that his bladder burst, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't think he gets props to I that. I mean, you know. So he wakes up, and his stomach is hurting. So he goes to the People's Hospital in Zhejiang, and that's in eastern China. CT scan soon revealed that his bladder was ripped in three different places. Oh, my God. The pee-induced pain was so intense that uh, Mr. Hu was not not able to lie flat. And even though he had to go really bad, he couldn't relieve himself despite several attempts. Why? Because he had a bunch of holes in his bladder. Even worse, one of the holes had ruptured toward the patient's abdominal cavity and forced part of his intestines to spill into the bladder. That's a complication that doctors deemed potentially fatal if they didn't fix it immediately. Fortunately, they were able to save his life via emergency surgery, and he's since been released from the hospital after making a complete recovery. Now listen, it's pretty rare to have your bladder explode on you. 
But the local hospital claims that every year they admit at least one such patient, and binging on beer apparently is the perfect recipe to perforate your pee pouch, if you will, Big Jim. Damn. So you got to be careful. Be careful, people. According to Dr. Bradley Gill, a urologist at the Cleveland Clinic in Ohio, he says, listen, when you drink alcohol, it causes the body to actually produce more urine than usual. That's why you're usually going to the bathroom a bunch when you're drinking. And that could potentially contribute to the bad bladder being full or overly full. And then when you accompany that with inebriated individual, individual being less aware of its fullness or passing out, that is what he likes to call, quote, a traumatic bladder nightmare. And this certainly is one of those. It doesn't sound like it feel good. I know it doesn't do good for your body. And there's all sorts of things that could have been avoided if only you would go to the bathroom. So breaking the seal is a good thing. Yes. All right. Yeah, whenever you have to go to the bathroom, you should go. This is like potty training 101. Yeah, if only the driver would pull over to the restroom. Yeah. So there's that. Go to the bathroom if you have to go to the bathroom. Otherwise, your bladder will burst. I didn't know that was possible, really. Really? You didn't? I never really thought about it that way. All right. Now I know. Kind of probably should have, considering the business we're in, but you know. Morning After and Big J Radio. We have ourselves a little bit of important stuff coming up. Plus, we're going to world premiere for you. We're not doctors? The brand new... See their song. It is called Dangerous. It's also on the way here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X Rock. That is Tool. That is Numa here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. And Big J, if you're really jonesing for live concerts, I guess a road trip could be in order, yes? Uh, yeah, road trip uh, out there to uh, Ohio, uh, Nick. And uh, let's see, what's the, uh, the actual town? It's a smaller place in Ohio. Um, yeah, not important, I guess. Um, they're calling it the Herd Immunity Fest, Nick. It's been announced. It's happening July 16th uh, through the 18th uh, in, oh, uh, Ringle, Wisconsin. Not Ohio at all. I thought it was Ohio. I was getting mixed up with a different story I saw. So, uh, (laughs) but I mean, Wisconsin and Ohio, not that far apart. Hmm. They're right next door to each other. Right? Mm, no. There's Close a couple of, sta- couple of states that separate them. Illinois and Indiana. About 16 get... hours away, if I recall. That's right. That's right. Not that, so that's not that far. Uh, anyways, here are the bands that are going to be, uh, you know, uh, trooping forward to make this. Uh, Static X, Nonpoint, Dope, a special reunion of Boba Flex, Nick, Royal Bliss, uh, and you've got Flaw and a couple other bands, uh, some tribute bands. So, and what, July what? July 16th through the 18th. All right. Uh, And so that is one of those deals where you could go and enjoy yourself a festival if you want. Uh, I don't know if... Now, I guess it kind of depends. I mean, you know, things could go backwards like they have here. And all that stuff, if they, you know, ban gatherings of more than 50 people, that's it, right? Uh, I would would assume so, yeah. And, um, you know, I don't... I mean, as much as we want to, to, to have this happen and things go back the way they are, you know, what we've seen here. And I mean, look, Florida, they, they, they're having 4,000 cases a day come up. And um, while a lot of those people are going to be fine, uh, not all of them are. And it's just a very dangerous situation, man. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it certainly is a weird time to schedule a festival for. I think we're all desperate for that kind of connection and the return of live music. But the question is, is it worth the risk? And it all depends on your mentality, I suppose. But then if you go to an event that has a bunch of people and you get sick or you test positive for the virus and you pass it on to somebody that gets sick and has to be hospitalized, I'm not sure you have anybody to blame but yourself, right? Yeah, and I know for a fact uh, that a couple of these bands that are involved, you know, they need it. Sure. I mean, they they need it uh, just to survive. So that's where it gets even more difficult. Right, and then you worry as a promoter about attendance for things like this because, I mean, these things cost money. You got to rent out the venue. You got to, you know, pay for staffing. You got to pay for security and you got to pay all the bands. And then you got to wonder, okay, how many people really are going to take that risk? Oh, here's one of the reasons why, you know, the uh, Wisconsin uh, ruled against a stay-at-home order in May. So they've had a a hard, um, you know, line on that, that they're not going to pay attention to those Yeah, the Supreme Court ruled against the closures in that state. God bless them. So uh, there's all that stuff going on, and you have the ability to check it out if you want to. It's a little bit less than a month away over there in Wisconsin. It's a nice drive, but uh, you can go see a rock festival if you want. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff brought to you by DMB Supply. Right now at DMB Supply, get a hundred dollars off the quiet and lightweight Honda EU2 2200 ITA generator. Whether you need power for a campout or just an extra source of power for your home, come grab yourself a Honda at DMB Supply. Big J, I will be ready for your eulogy here in a few seconds, so start thinking about it. But it is time to say goodbye to the Segway. About uh, two decades ago, it was introduced with bold claims about revolutionizing the way people get around. The two-wheeled personal transporter is now going the way of the Dodo. China-based Ninebot, which acquired Segway back in 2015, announced that it is completely ending production of the models next month. The Segway accounted for less than 1.5% of the company's revenue last year. In other words, not a lot. Although the Segway did become something used by tourists and police officers and never really lived up to the predictions by inventor Dean Kamen when it was unveiled in December of 2001 as a way of urban transportation revolution, the vice president of global business over at Segway said it was a great invention 20 years ago. Now, it seems a little outdated. Big J, Segway. Will you miss it? I never got on one. Now, how come? Because you didn't want to? Or you never had access I, to one? Or I mean, I just never really... Uh, I mean, I suppose I could have gotten access to one, but it never just came up as an opportunity to take. You know, I wasn't like, ah, you know... I need to go try a Segway. So did you think they were stupid or dumb or uh, not, uh, I guess? I think they're funny, especially when they uh, appear in movies and uh, especially mall cops. Oh, that's right. You do love Paul Blart. No, I was talking observe and report. Excuse you. You're the Paul Bart fan. It's Blart. But See? You got that, Thank you. got that wrong on purpose. For my point. The L.A. Lakers' Avery Bradley won't be playing in the NBA's restart in Orlando. He told ESPN yesterday Bradley has decided against it because he has a six-year-old son who has a history of having a hard time recovering from respiratory illnesses, and he didn't want to put the boy's health at risk. So I commend him for that, and get used to it, man. There's going to be a lot of this stuff that's going to be happening, people kind of abstaining from playing in the sporting events because of their family members. So uh, that's another one. There's a couple more that have been labeled in the NBA and more to come, I'm sure. 
Speaking of more to come, Linkin Park is holding on to at least one release song featuring vocals from Chester Bennington. Mike Shinoda was recently speaking about that track. It's called Friendly Fire, which originated during the session for the band's final album with Bennington, which was One More Light that came out in 2017. He was doing a Twitch live stream, and he said, quote, there was a song, a One More Light song. We mixed then on the finished album, and we mixed a couple other songs just to see if it would make it the cut or whatever, but we didn't end up using it, so we could use it for a B-side. It was called Friendly Fire. One viewer suggested that the band release the song right now, but Mike said, quote, you're literally going to have to wait years to hear that song. I still love that song. Uh, Lincoln Park fans, of course, have already seen at least one song featuring Bennington. Prior to his death, he put together Cross Off with Mark Morton, which you can hear here on the X, which is on the album Anesthetic. And, of course, Great A's released a bunch of previously recorded songs uh, that the band had released as well. They just remixed it for a reissue of their album that they put together in the 90s. And, you know, Mike Shinoda, the reason why you have to wait years, can you guess, Big J? Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. Our good friend litigation, my friend. Oh, man. There is money and things that need to be figured out. You can't just release that kind of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that goes into releasing the music of somebody that has passed away. And so there's a lot of issues, a lot of back and forth, and a lot of money that needs to be figured out. So you won't be hearing it anytime soon, but just know, and I'm guessing probably not the only track that they have of him recording vocals that they didn't release, right? Oh, yeah. So it may be a couple of more tracks that they end up finishing in the long run, but it'll be a while before you hear the Lincoln Park that still has Chester on it. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. And we're going to throw together a nice morning after care package for you with an X-Rock 25th anniversary sticker and an X-Face covering for you to uh, use out in the public if you so choose. Uh, We'll send that out in the mail if you beat Nick here today in Pop Culture Smackdown. We truly do care, and this is proof positive of that. If you would like to win it, you need to get on our telephone line, which is 208-287-1003. You then must answer some pop culture questions given to you from Big J and hope that I get one wrong, which is very, very possible these days. Good morning, The X. Hey, good morning. How you doing? We're hanging in there, man. What's your name? Billy. All right, Billy, you're up first. What city would you find The Rock, a.k.a. Alcatraz, in? San Francisco. San Francisco is correct. Uh, Nick, what was the original name for the band Stone Temple Pilots? Oh, I knew this is one Billy, point. Billy, it's uh, Nick's question. Yeah, no, Billy, don't worry. be a hero. Hang on one second. We'll let you. Don't be a hero. Uh, I knew this at one point. I bet it'll just it'll just hit you. Hmm. I don't remember. Oh um, man, I thought this was a gimme for you. Bad motor scooter. That's it. Wrong. No, that's not it. I like saying that. It's fun. Mighty Joe Young. Mighty Joe Young. Right. Mighty Joe Young. It's like the, what you would name a, a gorilla. <laughs> or a movie if you're making it with Charlie Stern. Congratulations. You are all set and good to go, Billy. Well done. All you needed was one today. And uh, it was a good, legit question. I just um, yeah, see, knowledge I knew and let go of. I tried the first question. I tried to pick one that you'll get. <laughs> uh, and I'm well, wrong. That's all right. It happens from time to time. I can't. I can't know everything. God dang it! I tried. You could fool me. But uh, but no, that one. Now I'll never forget. But I uh, I did at one point. Oh, we'll I, test that in a couple weeks. <laughs> I knew it, and then I forgot it. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your pop culture smackdown. We'll do a run of headlines next on the X Rock. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. 
Headlines brought to you by GoTeamSaveMoney.com. That's a website for Team Mazda Subaru. It is where you can start your next new or used car adventure. Everything you need is right there in one stop. GoTeamSaveMoney.com. Headlines are as follows. Nothing better to do? Question mark. Nothing better to do? Part two? Question mark. And snitches get stitches. Snitches get stitches. Probably best to teach your kids not to be tattletales. Recently, a Michigan officer spotted a child excitedly reeling in a fish while patrolling the Dead River Basin. After congratulating the kid on his catch and explaining what a conservation officer was and what he actually did, the kid excitedly told him, quote, Mommy and Daddy don't have life jackets. Upon further inspection, the officer found that neither parent did have a flotation device, which is, Big J, illegal. The family was issued a citation for failing to maintain and carry safety equipment on their vessel, all because their eight-year-old ratted them out. So watch out, man. Also, you know, if you're going to bring your kid on the uh, on the boat, probably a good idea to have a life jacket, you know? Not for you, for your child. Not for you. Care about your children. Nothing better to do, question mark, or nothing better to do, part two? Uh, nothing better to do, question mark. This sounds like the beginning of a soap opera, but a Florida woman filed a civil suit against a neighbor demanding a paternity test for the five goats she purchased in December. The lawsuit filed by Chris Hedstrom demands that the neighbor either refund her the $900 she paid for the five goats she purchased in December or provide a sample from the goat's purported father to prove their lineage. The lawsuit alleges that Hedstrom was under impression that she would be able to register the goat's pedigrees with the American Dairy Goat Association. She says she was told the father of the goats was registered within the organization, but the group rejected her attempt to register the babies because the goat seller's not an active member. <laughs> the seller responded by offering to take the goats back and give her a refund, but now the case goes to court next month. Who do you sign in favor of? The goats. The goats are not involved in it. Oh, okay. They do not have a opinion either way. They're just along for the ride. But I don't really, I don't really have an opinion then. You don't think this lady got ripped off? No. Why not? I'll be honest. All I heard was goats. I know. I heard you typing. We'll wrap it up with nothing better to do part two. You never can tell what's going on to upset a neighbor. A Reddit user recently posted on the site about her quest to get a neighbor to remove a frog lawn ornament. In the post, she explains that she walks through the neighborhood each day with her husband and her six-year-old daughter, and the daughter finds the frog statuette, which is just holding a jar, creepy. The poster writes, I find it really creepy and my daughter hates it. She's terrified of it, so now she refuses to go on walks. She adds that she asked the owners to move the statue, but they declined. She then reached out to another neighbor who's the vice president of the Homeowners Association, who then ruled that the statue is a violation of HOA bylaws. So the frog's owners were forced to take it down and are now being fined because they refuse. The post has hundreds of comments on Reddit. It's gone viral on Twitter where it was reposted. Many commenters disapprove of the woman's choices regarding the statue, saying she took things too far or she's teaching her daughter terrible lessons. Now, this is insane to me, but it doesn't surprise me in the least. This statue is maybe smaller than about the size of your coffee cup. So it's not huge, but it creeps up or creeps out her daughter. It's like sitting on like a stone in front of this woman's house, and it's just a, a frog holding a jar. Is it creepy? I don't know. I don't think so. Is it attractive? I don't think so either. But it's your right to put that in your lawn if you want to. It's a statue, Nick, and it needs to come down. 
It's not even a statue. It's a it statuette. Doesn't matter. It's like a little teeny tiny thing. And people are freaking out about it. But of course, call your friend on the HOA, and next thing you know, you're getting fined for it. Horse bleep. The worst. Just the worst. But there's your headlines, so now you're up to date on everything. It's the morning after with Nick and Big J. We got ourselves some bad impressions on the way. In this moment, the in-between on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to the X-Rocks, and this may be something that could change the way you think about your fellow co-workers, and not in a good way. Uh, I had no idea. No idea. I guess maybe a little bit. We could talk about this uh, at the end of it, but... Uh, I don't think anybody has any idea how much porn is being watched at work. And while you're at work? It's a lot. Like, it's a lot, a lot. Uh, according to a uh, site called Strip Chat, which I've never heard of, but it's a live streaming campsite, and there's a lot of them out there that you can go to. Uh, it gets about 210,000 users every single day. So that's a lot, right? In the United States, by the way, just in the U.S., and they uh, released a survey recently that said 70%, 75% of the users in the United States that log on to their website log on between the hours of 10 o'clock in the morning and 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So a, a vast majority of their viewing time is being done during the middle of the day. And this was for 2019. This isn't now. This isn't while the pandemic's going on and people have got some job issues and unemployment's at an all-time high. This is last year when people were working and everything was somewhat normal. Yeah, well, regular life. 10 o'clock until 4 o'clock was the busiest time for the porn sites. And according to a lot of surveys that were released, it's a very popular time. In fact, the most popular time of day to be on some sort of adult website is between 3 and 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, 90% of users are logging on during that time. That is smack dab in the middle of your workday, or towards the end of it anyway. And so it goes to show you, and you know they obviously don't have a lot of the surveys figuring out where the IP addresses come from, although it's easier enough to track it down. But they estimate anywhere from 60 to 70% of traffic on their site is done at a workplace or on a work computer, which is crazy. That's according to their communications director, Max Bennett. And so uh, it's one of those deals where it depends on the city and the, and the area code and all that kind of stuff where it's popular. Like New Yorkers seem to be uh, wanting to check out porn while they're on lunch. And then California does about uh, about 75% of it is happening from their phones. Uh, iPhone users make up 43% of the, the use and then Android the other 57%. And so you can break it down little by little, but it is amazing to me how much his stuff is done during the workday. I mean, I can't even fathom that. But Gotta work, gotta work, 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 work. It, it apparently, uh, people have the time to do it or the ability to do it. That's the other thing. Like, where do you find the the the, the place, right? Well, you got an office. Yeah, but I, well, I don't guess I don't close my door. Sometimes you do. About I do while I'm in a meeting, yeah, or on a phone call. Right? Or when you're watching your porn. <laughs> no, <laughs> God, I wish I thought about that. But no, that's not that's not how that works. That's why I go into your office and close the door. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> but you 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 know, we talk about it. You remember the time where there was porn on this computer, right? Right here on the, the it was, we're talking years ago though. But you remember uh, when when there was all these uh, the viruses that popped up and we oh, found yeah. all that stuff and then but, we uh, back when we I, was it they still was it still the Mac? Uh, no, 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 no. It was it was after the the iMac that was in here, but it was uh, it was probably over a decade ago. Yeah. But there, all my stuff. They did they did a bunch of searching and they found there was so much porn. Uh, 
on this computer that uh, this is probably three or four computers ago that it had to be taken out but also like in the studio there's a huge gigantic window here who's watching porn in the studio no. it's crazy well you think you're asking the wrong questions when also true. Because, you know, late at night, nobody around here. I suppose. But uh, once again, it all plays right towards uh, the everybody that works here is filthy and disgusting. So there's more of that that's involved in it, too. But just so you, just in case you were curious, a lot of your coworkers apparently are watching porn at work. Yeah. I mean, now you know what to get them for, for your, you know, secret Santa. What? Subscriptions to porn sites. Nobody pays for porn. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few minutes, your bad impressions. That's next on the X Rock. Go with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. And we'll get you set up with the morning after prize package. It's got an X Rock's 25th anniversary special edition sticker and an X face covering in it for you. You can wear it when you go out in public to be safe. All that stuff, we'll get it out to the mail for you if you can figure out bad impressions today. Numbers 208-287-1003. That's the number you need to call if you'd like to play. Bad impressions works like this. Big J has got three clues written down. Each one of those clues points directly to somebody that is famous. If you can figure out that particular famous person in those three clues or less, that prize package that Big J was just talking about will be placed into an envelope, sealed up, Sent to you via the United States Postal Service, and you don't have to worry about anything. Let's go to the phones and get ourselves a contestant. Good morning, the X. Hey. What's up, man? What's your name? I'm Jeff. All right, Jeff, you're up first. I starred in several 80s teen coming-of-age movies like My Secret Admirer, Rad, and Back to the Beach. I have no idea, man. Okay. I was Becky in the TV show Full House. Thank you. I don't know her name. I was... <laughs> you got one more clue, though, Jeff. Yeah. I'm, in, I'm in big trouble for college entrance exam scandal. I don't know. Felicity Huffman. Felicity Huffman. Felicity Huffman. Well, you're close. Yeah, but. she's in trouble she for was. that scandal, but not in the full house. I don't know if this woman's a, I guess, a household name. I don't care, dude. Big J doesn't care, and neither does the rest of the Treasure Valley, just in case you're curious. She's uh, going to be right now. She's going to be what? Of uh, household name. Big J will make uh, you'll, you'll bring the popularity back yeah. to this uh, young lady. I mean, and I find it hard to believe people don't remember Becky from Full House. Well, maybe they just don't remember her name. Why is she in the news? Let's go that route. Uh, let's see. She and some of the other castmates are in the news because uh, Rad, the movie Rad Nick, is getting a 4K restoration. Yeah, I saw that. It's uh, it's coming out and ready for pre-order, right? And yeah, and so the the pre-order, is, what this is all about, uh, it's a, uh, a a place that uh, it's called Alt Avod, and it basically allows uh, you to uh, pre-order things, and, and the money goes for the filmmakers, uh, for the people who do this restoration. So it's pretty cool, and they're doing an event coming up here. Uh, July, it starts off July 10th, I believe, and uh, up and through the 24th, and it's a special screening that you'll get to watch, which will have uh, the movie Rad, and then uh, they'll have a bunch of the cast there to talk about uh, the movie, and uh, it's the special edition run. Not her, I'm sure. I don't know. She, you never know. You never know. <laughs> She's going to need some money. Uh, that is true. But also, I, I believe, now, I, I, I liked Rad very much watching I when I was growing it, up. 
But uh, Lori Laughlin, the only one that actually went on to do anything outside of Rad, correct? There's nobody else um, I can think of that was Talia really Shire, but I mean, her time was limited. Her, in I that mean, movie. yeah, yeah. Well, that not only that, but I mean, she pretty much has always played the same role in every movie. The wet blanket. <laughs> and much. so, uh, and so, for those that don't remember Rad, let them know what it is. Rad is a movie about a subject that not a lot of movies are made about: BMX biking, Nick. Yeah, it was Rad and BMX the. By racing the PMX the movie, I believe. Yeah, and, and it starred Bill Allen. No, no idea what happened to that guy. And Bart Connor, Olympic athlete, Olympic gold medalist, uh, he uh, he was the antagonist in the movie. And, I mean, you know, you've got the, the worst. This is fun because you've got the worst part of the 80s here, man. The... the uh, um, the fashion. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is some weird stuff going on in this movie. You've got uh, BMX uh, bike dancing. Yeah, that's basically is, the climax of the movie is the, is <laughs> dance with their bikes. No, that's in the middle, yeah. And it's, uh, you know, brought me to one of my favorite songs, Send Me an Angel. Uh, and it's just, you know, it's a, the small town and, you know, the big BMX tour comes to the town. And uh, we have somebody that both of you and I are friends with that uh, that says that he is in the movie, Rat, as well. Who is that? Del. Oh, really? BMX bikes for a very long time and says that he was part of the filming for uh, Well, I wonder if he's going to be in this, uh, amongst this cast. I'm guessing they haven't called him, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. He never dropped me a line and said, hey, guess what happened? Does he have any pictures? I don't know. I haven't asked. So there's some, there's a bunch of pictures. Bill Allen, who started the movie, has a, a a lot of pictures on here, uh, about him from the movie. So sure. That's all he did. But either way, when is the release coming? July 10th. There you go. It's just a couple weeks away. Get ready for it to be fired up 4K style and relive uh, terrible 80s movies that are still fun to watch. I just want a 4K spot Dell. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We'll wrap up the show here next on the (laughs) X-Rock. Bush, little things, wrapping up the morning after with Nick and Big J here on this Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in with us. Big J did approve the movie Search Party for you. If you're looking for something to watch on Netflix these days, you may want to dig that one out. It is a couple years old, but it's worth your time, according to Big J. Said hadn't laughed like that in a long time. Direct quote from you, dude. That's a direct quote. And so uh, he says it's definitely worth checking out. We also had a chance to uh, basically let you know that you have to go to the bathroom. You should. Otherwise, bad things will happen, like your bladder might burst uh, and rip up stuff, and then your intestines spill into your bladder, and it's just bad news all the way around. Ugly. Uh, Ugly. So go to the bathroom and try not to get blackout drunk would be a really good idea as well. Reminder, next set of X-Rock brought to you by Team Mazda Subaru and their website, GoTeamSaveMoney.com. It's a great place to get started for your next new or used car adventure. That leaves you with the floor, Big J. On June 8th, Nick, the Chicago Mercantile Exchange saw that a price of block of cheddar cheese was selling for $2.58 a pound. A 160% increase from April. Still not bad for a pound of cheese. In, in only two months, the price of cheese jumped from its April selling price of one dollar and the lowest it had been in twenty years. Why do they say that is? Uh, the suppliers, uh, the pivoted to foreign buyers, uh, uh, have a lot to do with it. And uh, uh, let's see, the U.S. prices are, were lower than anywhere else because cheese suppliers typically sold to restaurants and schools no longer had any demand. Ah, I see. So they're making less because they don't want the uh, the cheese to hang around the, the farm. Yeah, so until the supply chain is able to get back on track, cheese lovers shouldn't be surprised if these prices are, uh, are high. <laughs> Has this affected your bottom line at all? No. You already get in trouble for buying expensive cheese, so nothing Yeah. 
Because you're it's and, not like you're buying the dollar cheddar, I don't think. BJ. No, I mean, yeah, I get upset when we buy the bagged pre-shredded cheese. Because it's got chemical stuff in it to keep it from gooing up. You want that goo? No, I don't want it. I want it to be fresh, and I want it to melt properly. It's an argument I have repeatedly in my house. It also sounds like you're losing that battle. I'm well, guessing the, there's baked well, cheese mean, in your I house. allow the battle. I, I, I allow it to happen. You're, you're throwing the battle. No, nah, it's just if I really wanted to, I would just go buy my own cheese and shred it. But I'm just like, ah, there's too much energy to fight like that, you know? Or is it too much energy to shred the cheese? Well, I got... I got all kinds of ways to shred cheese, pal. Uh, this is getting weird. We're going to sign off. Usually in your office when the door's closed. Jason Drew's up next. Have a good one. It's the X-Rocks.